Hello, 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 everyone. This is Nick Zatuni, Head of Operations from Coded Minds Team Canada. And uh, my name is Andres Porras. I am the Tech Integration Specialist here at Coded Minds Canada. And we're both really excited to bring you our first episode of Coded Talks. Exactly. So the goal of Coded Talks is to bring very interesting and hot topics in education to your attention. We all know that in nowadays, there is an overflow of information. It's kind of hard to filter what's really good or not, right, Andres? That's right. That's right. Our goal here is to kind of summarize everything that we believe it plays a major role in the world of education. So you can have your coffee break or that small conversation among friends and listening to us and to encourage discussions, not only between us, but between the community around Coded Minds. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there, Nick. And uh, the topic that we have today, I think, is one that a lot of people are thinking about right now. I think it's a lot of uh, something that people have been thinking about for the last year. And I think it's something that uh, people are going to be really excited to hear. So do you want to let them know what we're talking about today, Nick? Yeah, of course. So today, the topic that Anders and I will be talking about is online education. I know that for a lot of people here in Canada, this is a fairly new topic. We all know how COVID kind of pushed that into a lot of students and even parents' lives. But believe it or not, it is a very common practice in different sites of the world. Like I am Brazilian and we've been doing what we call a distant education since the early 20, uh, 2000s. Oh, that's really interesting. And it, it's interesting to the... Uh you mentioned from different types of the world um, and distance education. I remember my uncle telling me that he actually did his high school, not online, but over the radio. So he would tune in to a lecture every day at 3 p.m. over the radio and he would do his assignments there. So uh, it's interesting the techno how technology has uh, been used to help shape education and online education is just another iteration of that distance education. So uh, to start off, uh, why don't we define, really, really put a definition down to what is online education? What does it mean to you, Nick? Um, in, a, in a nutshell, in a very simplistic way, as I like with most of the things, is literally a kind of a environment that happens outside the classroom where you need to use some kind of a media. In this case, our media is the internet, right? To gather not only students, but teachers to educate to the common goal that we've been doing for <laughs> years and years to pass, right? What about you, Anders? What's your That's right, it? yes. Um, I like that you mentioned something about uh, it being uh, through media. I think we might want to add as well, uh, it being a, a virtual space. And I know when we think about classrooms and, and, and learning environments, when we think about things that exist online or virtually, we don't really consider them as spaces. But there's research that shows that you do experience them as a space, even if it's not a physical space. Your online classroom is a type of classroom. And uh, as a teacher, as an educator, it's really important that you set up your students for success. Um, by making that classroom as inviting, as distraction-free as possible, uh, just so you can really leverage the advantages of online education. Exactly. And just to give you all a background a little bit, just because we mentioned that online education is not something that is uh, normal because it's been happening for the longest time, right? 
The history of online education dates back to the 70s, where we actually had a lot of people who didn't have access to schools learning from letters, correspondence. They would do exams through correspondence. They will get big books that would come uh, via email, via mail, right? Regular snail mail, as we like to say, and they would learn from it. And then with the radio, as your uncle experienced, Andres, things got a little easier. And then TV. There was a lot of programs trying to bring online education that usually would happen early uh, in the morning uh, so people could study and then keep working, right? But none of them actually had enough resources to make online education very popular, let's just put it that way. Reading a book as informative as it can be can be fairly dull sometimes, right, Andres? <laughs> With yeah, TV and radio, things get a little better, but it, it still brings that piece that you are working a lot in your imagination and there is the lack of interactivity. And that is the piece that is making the current environment of online education much better than its predecessors. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, the spaces that we can interact with online and virtually are just growing compared to even five years ago. One of the interesting experiences that I had uh, doing online education is I, I did a lot of uh, Google Meets and we had a, a virtual classroom that way. One of the things that we took advantage of was that virtual space. So, for example, to give them a metaphor of the actual classroom, we actually created a Google Slides template that had a classroom and we did a Bitmoji avatars of ourselves and our students would log in to the, to the Google Classroom. They would check out the Google Slides and they could see the announcements just like they would in the real classroom. They'd see schedule, they'd have their resources for the day, just to really create a virtual space. Another great tool that's available now are these virtual worlds the kids are really engaged in and really excited by. So one example of this would be Minecraft. And through some one-on-one -on -one tutoring, I've actually used Minecraft and I've interacted with my tutoring students within the Minecraft world. So even though we're not seeing ourselves in physical person, we're seeing ourselves in the same space, but virtually, and that has really helped with engagement. And just do some meta in what this conversation is actually getting to. It, what we do, especially with the Minecraft, as you mentioned, it's the storytelling part of it. Every time there is a little bit of a, a storytelling component or a different world or even a role play of sorts, the learning itself gets engaged. We are creatures that love stories. No wonder the movies industry is huge and we spend thousands and thousands of dollars a year just to go to the movies, if we could, <laughs> besides COVID, right? <laughs> but streaming, but talking about those things. So bringing that piece of the, the pretend to be, of the, the fake kind of uh, interaction, but still meaningful in terms of learning, it's very positive. Which brings us to one of the topics that we want to cover today, that is the pros of the online education. Yeah, one of the pros of online education is that no one has to commute, right? You can do it from the comfort of your own home. What that means as an educator is that your reach can be way wider than just your geographical area. So for example, we're based out of Calgary. Through online education, we might be able to connect with students that are in BC, that are halfway across the world. Uh, and it's easy for all of us to join and come together. 
what are some other pros that you see next? Well, there is the two pieces that I love to talk about. That is the asynchronous learning and the synchronous learning too. Uh, just to compare in case you're not familiar with those words, the synchronous learning usually happens through a kind of a video call software like Zoom, Google Meets or whatever, which means teaching and learning happen at the same time. The asynchronous, it's usually when you watch a recorded lesson, lecture, or video, and there is learning that comes out of it. Most of the times, we currently are experiencing the synchronous lessons, especially on the regular high school, school, and preschool uh, environment kind of thing. But for adult education, it's very important to mention that the asynchronous piece allows people to get on their lives, work, and study in a convenient time for them. I think you're absolutely right there, Nick. That, that asynchronous piece is, is hugely beneficial, especially with adult, uh, adult learners. Those, the flexibility that that provides is really good. One of the downsides of online education is that relationship piece. And it's something that a lot of us educators do without even thinking about it. We know that we have to connect with our students. We have to learn their interests. We have to develop a rapport with them if we want our lessons to be successful. When you're on an online setting, it's really difficult to develop that relationship. What you're missing when you're just delivering a lesson are those good mornings as the children come in or as your learners come in, the side conversations that you might have getting to know one of your students. Uh, so it's really important when you're doing online that you really work hard to build those relationships with your students. And Nick, you had a really good idea that you uh, implemented here with Encoded Minds yep. as we so, moved online. With all the COVID restrictions, and we actually have five programs across the city running in uh, five different schools in the Calgary Board of Education, and it's hard for those programs to interact with each other. So that's what I thought. Why don't we create a coffee break Zoom meeting where staff could just meet and talk about random things? This way, we have that specific space, that specific time of the day where whether it's staff from school number one or school number two, they could join us and we can interact and just chit-chatting. We had one uh, this last Thursday and we talked about the meaning of our names, how cheese is in Quebec, Ontario and Alberta <laughs> and all sorts of random conversations that actually help building that team spirit that is unfortunately absent in or less absent compared to the regular learning in online learning, as you said, Andres. And just to reiterate and, and make sure that's very important, there is a lot of social learning that happens outside the regular learning teacher slash student relationship. Students will see and will compare their own social self to what's out there. And that social learning is like where do i fit how do i fit and where can i improve or not even improve so this piece is not only is missing greatly on online learning but can be remediated it's just a matter of the zoom meeting for example or even other interactions outside the school that will allow the kids to develop that side and that, that comes back to knowing your, your students and, and wanting to build that relationship. For example, uh, right now the popular video game is, is Among Us. So it could be setting aside 10 minutes at the end of the day to have a, a fun Among Us 
playing period where you just get to interact with your students you get to play um you know the the one-to-one metaphor would be that that would be the same thing as you going out to the playground and playing a game of tag with the students and that stuff is really important and it's going to make your lessons way stronger so we've got a couple minutes here nick before we wrap up do you have any final thoughts that you want to say on online learning or anything that you want to highlight it, it, again i have a, a personal philosophy andres that nothing is pure evil or pure good and it's the same thing with online learning and i want to make sure that our listeners understand that of course online learning is a different media is different than what we used to compare to our regular in-class education but there are a lot of perks into online education that can be easily countered of course by the bad things that happen as we already discussed which brings to my main point we are in a situation with covid where online education is becoming a thing so we need to make sure that not only our kids are enjoying the experience as much as they can but we also need to make sure that our teachers are prepared to this new media to this new environment so they can actually make lessons that inspire and keep making sure that the kids grow not only personally but also in their educational minds Yeah, you're absolutely right, Nick. Um, I think preparing educators for the the challenges of online learning is extremely important. I think that as educators, it's another tool in your toolbox that you can use. And I think the the challenge I think becomes is knowing when online learning as a tool works really great. Say if you've got a training session you're going to do for adults or if you've got a class of 100 students, and when you might want to switch to more um in person learning once we're allowed to uh once we have that option so i think it's i, I completely agree with you it's a tool and it's up to us as educators to uh learn how to use the tool yep first prediction of our podcast andres i believe that after this we're going to start seeing a lot of hybrid models of education Yeah, I I I I totally agree with you. And uh like it or not, we're I I would say we're we're working our way there anyways. Yep. Like that's just the way the progress goes. Exactly. Well, I think that's a wrap. I would like to thank you all the listeners to listen to us and I hope we were able to add some value to your morning, evening or afternoon whatever you're listening to it. And if you want to learn more about online education and if you want to have better techniques how to interact with your students, contact us. We have a lot of experience handling those types of situations and making students to have fun while learning at the same time. That's um got to go for Nick. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time on Coda Talks North America.